Praise God, from whom all blessings flow. This is Brother William Kantz with this week's lesson from the book of Genesis. Chapter is 50, and the verses are 1 through 14. The title is Mourning for Jacob. And the text from the New King James Version of the Bible reads, Then Joseph fell on his father's face, and wept over him and kissed him. And Joseph commanded his servants, the physicians, to embalm his father. So the physicians embalmed Israel. Forty days were required for him, for such are the days required for those who are embalmed. And the Egyptians mourned for him seventy days. Now, when the days of his mourning were past, Joseph spoke to the household of Pharaoh, saying, if now I have found favor in your eyes, please speak in the hearing of Pharaoh, saying, My father made me swear, saying, Behold, I am dying in my grave, which I dug for myself in the land of Canaan. There you shall bury me. Now, therefore, please let me go up and bury my father, and I will come back. And Pharaoh said, Go up and bury your father, as he made you swear. So Joseph went up to bury his father, and with him went all the servants of Pharaoh, the elders of his house, and the elders of the land of Egypt, as well as all the house of Joseph, his brothers, and his father's house. Only their little ones, the flocks and their herds, they left in the land of Goshen. And there went up with him both chariots and horsemen. And it was a very great gathering. Then they came to the fleshing floor, threshing floor of Atad, which is beyond the Jordan. And they mourned there with a great and very solemn lamentation. He observed seven days of mourning for his father. And when the inhabitants of the land, the Canaanites, saw the mourning at the threshing floor of Atad, they said, This is a deep mourning of the Egyptians. Therefore its name was called Abel Mizraim, which is beyond the Jordan. So his sons did for him just as he had commanded them. For his sons carried him to the land of Canaan and buried him in the cave of the field of Machpelah before Mamre, which Abraham bought with the field from Ephron, the Hittite, as property for a burial place. And after he had buried his father, Joseph returned to Egypt, he and his brothers and all who went up with him to bury his father. Praise God for your holy and divine word. Yes, Jacob lived 17 years after he moved from Canaan to Egypt. We see that in Genesis 47, 28. Before his death, he made Joseph promise to bury him with his fathers. That's in verse 30, chapter 47. He also summoned the strength to provide blessings and directions to his sons. In one particularly uh, moving event, 
uh, we see Jacob uh, indicating to his sons, particularly to Joseph, I had not thought to see your face, but in fact, God has also shown me your offspring. <clears throat> so Jacob lived long enough to see his, Joseph's sons, uh, Jacob's grandsons, and that's noted in chapter 48, verse 11. <clears throat> Excuse me. Jacob was thankful for the time he had lived with Joseph, whom he had thought long dead. Jacob understood he would not live forever. Consequently, he sought to speak to his family members before it was too late. After blessing Joseph and his sons, Jacob succumbed to uh, to all his issues and he summoned all his sons before his death and said, gather together that I may tell you what shall befall you in the last days. Gather together and hear you sons of Jacob and listen to Israel your father. Notice Genesis 49 verses 1 and 2. He then, that is Jacob, began to proceed to bless each one according to his own blessing. That's in verse 28, chapter 49. Following these final remarks, Jacob said again his desire to be buried in Canaan, verse 29 through 32. He then drew his feet up into the bed and breathed his last and was gathered to his people. Verse 37, 33. Jacob's pilgrimage on earth was over. In keeping with the cultural practices of the Egyptians, Joseph commanded his servants, the physicians, to embalm his father. So the physicians embalmed Israel, that's in today's lesson, chapter 50 and verse 2. The embalming process lasted 40 days, and the entire period of mourning lasted 70 days. We notice this in Genesis 50, verse 3. This was an extraordinary uh, period of time, period of grieving, only being surpassed by one could one could expect of Pharaoh himself, I believe, 72 days for a king. So this was a recognition that this man, Jacob, this patriarch, represented a link with the eternal. It is altogether proper that we mourn for our loved ones who have departed this temporal plane. It is fitting and necessary to mourn loss. It is an important closure to make sure the dead are buried with reverence and dignity. As Christians, we are compelled to show compassion 
toward those who mourn. When possible, weep with those who weep. Romans 12 and 15. As Christians, we have faith in the hope of the resurrection. Proverbs tells us, the righteous have hope in his death. That's Proverbs 14:32. And we receive blessed assurance when we read Job 19, the verses are 25 through 27. For I know that my Redeemer lives, and he shall stand at last on the earth. And after my skin is destroyed, this I know, that in my flesh I shall see God. As Christians, we realize, as Paul writes in 1 Thessalonians 4, 13, But I do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who have fallen asleep, lest you sorrow as others who have no hope. And again, as Christians, we have the realization that the tyranny of death does not have a permanent hold on us. The last enemy that will be destroyed is death, 1 Corinthians 15 and 26. The dogma of unbelief has been overwhelmed, in fact, by Christ's bodily resurrection. The saints have the promise to be raised, never to die no more, and to an enjoyment of everlasting life in the utmost glory and happiness. 1 Corinthians 15 and 55 says it succinctly, therefore, O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? When the embalming of Jacob's body was complete and the initial period of mourning for his death ended, Joseph explained to Pharaoh in his household the vow he made to his father. He declared, My father made me swear, saying, Behold, I am dying in my grave which I dug for myself in the land of Canaan. There you shall bury me. Now, therefore, please let me go up and bury my father, and I will come back. Genesis 50 and verse 5. Joseph may have been the second in command, most powerful mortal in Egypt. Now he seeks the approval of Pharaoh. He had earlier sought Pharaoh's permission to bring Jacob and his family to Egypt. Now he accepts the need to seek permission for his family to return to Canaan in order to honor his father. It had been decades since Joseph had walked the land of promise. Pharaoh said, Go up and bury your father, as he made you swear. Verse 6. With the permission of the king, Joseph went up to bury his father, and with him went all the retinue of Pharaoh. A grand procession of 500 strong traveled 
300 miles as a demonstration of respect, authority, duty, responsibility, faithfulness, and love. This was an official state procession, a demonstration of Egyptian power and hegemony or control of outside of the Nile Valley. All who praised God and respected jo Jacob were present. The house of Joseph, his brothers, their families, and his father's house, the procession left Goshen, verse 8, the same place the Israelites would leave Egypt four centuries later. Joseph kept his promise to Jacob. He took his body back to Canaan for burial. The family of Jacob and the Egyptian retinue foreshadows the future homecoming of the nation in fulfillment of the promise to Israel. Once more, the children of Israel would leave Egypt, taking with them the bones of the patriarch. Exodus 13 and verse 19. Here, however, the pilgrimage to the land of promise was only temporary. The grave was only a claim to the land. Moses would lead the next pilgrimage to Canaan. Jacob was laid to rest with Abraham and Isaac, and God's people were reminded that Egypt was not their home. During the course of Jacob's life, God revealed a great number of things about himself to the patriarch and his descendants. He showed himself to be God who transcends generations. He is the creator and judge of all. He was God of Abraham and Isaac, but his being went beyond them. The same God who directed Abraham out of Mesopotamia into Canaan also guided the servant of Abraham as he searched for a wife for Isaac. God repeated the promise to Abraham, to his son Isaac, and to his grandson Jacob. God was not limited to the land of Canaan. God was equally active in Mesopotamia and Egypt. Many ancient people thought the influence of their gods to be only in the land where they lived. We serve a transcendent God. The God of Abraham revealed himself then to be different from any that ancient people had known. He was God of the entire earth of the universe when people knew very little of the universe. Modern people still know very little about the immensity of our universe. 
God was working for more than the family of Abraham or even of Israel. His plan was and continues to be the entire human family. His plan was to send a redeemer to the human family through the house of Jacob. Jacob's burial in Canaan served as a visible reminder again that Egypt was not his home. Christians need a similar reminder about this world. This world is not our home. At the longest, our time on this earth is brief. Jacob realized that. We must live in preparation for the eternal home in the heavens that await the faithful. Then the king will say to those on his right hand, Come, you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundations of the world. Matthew 25 and verse 34. Paul reinforced this when he told the Corinthians in 2 Corinthians 5 and 1. For we know that if our earthly house, this tent, is destroyed, we have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. This lesson is yours. I pray I said something that was uplifting and edifying that spoke to us about the necessity of our preparation for eternity in recognition that this world is not our home. Jacob was returned to his ancestral home by Joseph. Joseph returned to Egypt where the descendants of Jacob toiled for 400 years before Moses led them back to the promised land. Next week's lesson is from Genesis 50 again. The verses are 15 through 26. So we will finish our study of Genesis next week our study of the family of Jacob with a recognition that assurance grows in the heart of those who are faithful let us pray Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, we come to you this morning with our heads bowed, our eyes closed, 
in humble submission to your power, your majesty, in glorious thankfulness for your love, your mercy, your long-suffering. Father God, thank you for being our God who sits high and looks low. We humbly approach your throne of grace, asking you to forgive us of our trespasses this day, Father. Father God, we, we thank you. We thank you for your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, who died on that old rugged cross for the sins of mankind. We thank you for his suffering, his sacrifice, and his ultimate victory, Father. We thank you for the church that he established, where men, women, boys, and girls can work out their soul salvation with fear and trembling. We thank you for all gathered here within the sound of my voice. We pray for continued edification, for strength, for courage, for discipline, to be worthy of the name of your children. Father God, we come with petitions on our heart, asking for your loving arms of protection to be wrapped around those who are sick, shut in, addicted, behind prison walls. Heal them, Father. Give them those things they stand in need of. We come for the caregivers, the first responders, those who are on the front lines of the various struggles that we face in this world, economic, medical, social, political. We pray for leadership, uh, that follows you, Father. We pray for all those who uh, go out this day to spread your word, to teach, to work in your vineyard. We pray that something was said today that helps someone step out of darkness, that reinforces those who uh, follow you. And we thank you for the opportunity to study another portion of your holy and divine word. We pray that everything that was said today goes to your glory. These and all other blessings and favors we ask in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Again, thanks for listening, saints. Let us persevere this week in love. Let us show that love to one another. Demonstrate our concern, our empathy for one another with phone messages, texts, cards, and particularly our collective prayers. Again, note, Next week, the final week in Genesis, we will be studying Genesis 50, verses 15 through 26. Stay safe and warm. Bye for now.